listening to a podcast from Light FM. The Light Breakfast. Yes, with us, Asha and Terry. And we have a special jukebox hour because Asha caught up with Audie Mock, music producer and composer. Audie is an industry legend who has worked with the likes of Dato Siti Nurhaliza, Faisal Tahe, Jacqueline Victor, Vince Chong, OAG, and so many more. Audie, the first song on your playlist for us today in Jukebox is Rufus and Chaka Khan with Ain't Nobody. Why that song? Well, surprisingly, because I'm a, I'm a song guy, right? It's what I do. <laughs> so asking, asking me to name my favorite songs is, is a very, very difficult thing. It's, you won't get a straightforward answer because you, I'm going to ask you. There are all kinds of things, right? And like, I can imagine for you, it, it would be depending, it would change every single hour, let alone every day, right? Yeah, because I I'll have so many parameters. Because I will, the, the, can I include classical music? Can I include world music, for for example, things like that? And instrumentals because I like all kinds of music, right? So I decided to uh, make this a list of the songs that I wish I wrote. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so so I I like these songs so much that I wish I wrote them. Do you know what I'm saying? I totally understand yeah. what you're saying. Okay, so that's yeah. going to be an interesting angle. Okay, so what's so great about Ain't Nobody that you wish you wrote it? And don't say because it sold so many albums and uh, made so much money. No, 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 no. The fact that they sold and they did well is testament to the song itself. You know, I, I, I don't have a lot of new songs on my list, but then that's why they have kind of stood the test of time, that, that blah, 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 you know? So This Ain't Nobody was the first song that I heard that introduced me to R&B. And I was, what, 12, I think? Wow. 13. And then when I heard the harmony, the, the, the chords, basically, the chord progression, how the song, um, uh, um, how do I explain this? It, no, no. It's the color of the song. Yeah, it's the color of the song, if that makes sense. In like how, you know, you, you listen to, to pop songs now, mm-hmm. they have a certain tone and a certain color that sort of defines that generation or that time or, you know, that, that, that style of music. They have the same kind of same chord progression. So this was the first time when I heard something and it, it sounded very different and, it, and it, it was a very emotional experience for me. How so? Because it gave me a feeling. I didn't know how to describe it at the time, but then when I, when I over the years, as I listened to this song more and more, I, I realized actually how genius this song is. You know, so that, that's why it affected me and then it opened the whole door for me to a whole bunch of other types of music. And so I, I credit this song for introducing me to R&B and, and uh, soul All that right. has actually defined a lot of things that I do now. I love how you described it as a feeling you got from the song. I think all of us can agree and uh, I think it's time we listen to it. Yes. Okay.
Al Green, how did Al Green come into your life and let's stay together? Okay, Al Green, it was a very, also a very uh, interesting eye-opener. It was a very, it was a bit of a revelation for me because I was watching David Letterman. Mm-hmm. I was in the, in, in the US at the time, in school, in college. How and then I, I watched this guy, perf- I was uh, maybe 19. So I saw this guy, relatively old, older at the time, and he was this short little guy. And at the time where R&B singers had huge voices and, you know, doing all the runs. And then you you had this old, tiny little man go on stage and he was singing this song because David Letterman told him to, <laughs> even though he was there to promote a newer song. So he sang this song and I, and I said, wow, this guy's voice it's weird because it's not your typical big, deep R&B voice. He had this almost kind of weak type of voice. And then I realized that, wow, it's actually his feel. He doesn't have to have this big, black gospel voice. But this guy had this very kind of smallish voice. He kind of breaks. And then he was doing his thing. So that led me to like the Isley Brothers and all the other singers that, that sort of that does not fit their typical R&B voice. And then that made me realize how the performance is actually more important than the voice, mm. you know? Yeah, so then now I see a lot of that. You know, you listen to voices like even like Prince, right? It's not your typical pop voice, right? But yet he is so defining and that it's him, you know what I mean? So that was what he taught me. Nowadays when people come up to me and they say they want to be a singer, they want to be an artist, and then they say, oh, I need to go for vocal lessons. Then I say, no, you don't. You can have a, you know, you, you need to have learn the right techniques. You have the bigger voice. You have this, all those technical things. But I say, actually, it's not the voice. It's actually in the performance, in how you tell your story through song. I love and that. And it was Al Green that sort of taught me that. Okay. We got Let's Stay Together for everybody's listening pleasure. Thanks to you.
bone breaker Oh, and turn around and make up I just came to see You'd never do that to me Would you, baby? It's being around you is all I see is what I want us to do. We ought to stay together, loving you well, well. Times of good, bad, happiness and come on. So back in the day, my mom told me that you are either a Beatles fan or a Rolling Stones fan, and you've chosen the Beatles to feature on your playlist today with Yesterday. You wish mm-hmm. that this was another song that you wrote. What's so special about this one? This is a song that every songwriter wish they wrote, I think. This is just one of those songs that I, I love a lot of Beatles songs, but I think this is the most accessible because this song is so it's so deceptively simple that is just genius to me. It is so simple. It's it's so clear and so efficient that every note is there for a reason to land the song. So this is one of those songs that, you know, for me, it's... How did it influence... It's one of those songs. How did this song influence composing, writing, putting together songs, like the impact of this particular song? You say it, it's deceptively simple. So how did that change your mind about things? The really interesting thing about the Beatles for me is because even though all songs are written by, by Lennon and McCartney, credited as that, but the reality is many of the songs were actually written by Paul McCartney or John Lennon, even though they share credit. So you can see the the popular songs, the, the bigger hits, are usually written by Paul McCartney. And then the more obscure, but sort of like the, the fringe hits, they are written by John Lennon. So I hear the stuff written by John Lennon to be more complex, but they also, but it also has a sim. It's also it has certain types of simplicity that makes it accessible. But then, is when you hear in contrast to Paul McCartney's, mm. you can you realize actually how amazing Paul McCartney is in writing pop songs. What they taught me was the difference between something simple, something simplistic, right. which a lot of people they don't understand that you know, mm-hmm. simple is something complicated made easy to understand. Right. right simplistic is something something just very simple it's like, a, like I, i'm not to uh offend anyone it's just very simpleton types of uh material so let's play your simple yes. but not simplistic yesterday by the Beatles. <laughs> yesterday was All my troubles seem so far away Now it looks as though they're here to stay Oh, I believe in yesterday Suddenly I'm not half the man I used to be There's a shadow hanging over me Oh, yesterday came suddenly why she had to go, I don't know she would 
list i'm loving this choice new radicals you get what you give oh man i love this song the lyrics and the music and the vibe and the production and the energy of this song is just it's just so beautiful i think it's just so perfect i was torn between this and beautiful day by you two because they, they share the similar kind of vibe they give me the same kind of feeling right if you need like a like a pick me up kind of thing yeah. but what i really liked about this was because when this song came out, I thought this was such a brilliant song for a Polaroid ad. Right. <laughs> you know? How did you and, make and that connection? Because of the video, I think. Mm-hmm. And and that was one of those things that that one what one what this song taught me actually was the lyric. How important the lyric was, like Beautiful Day. Mm-hmm. Because those are the those are the messages. It will endure time. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is a certain there's a, there's a very strategic type of titles and very usable, you know, that they will last for, for many, many, many years. Yeah, so that, that gave me that interesting perspective. So because of that, th- that song and songs like that, Beautiful Day especially, I stopped writing sad songs. Oh, wow. Yeah. I stopped writing basically very, I guess a little bit of my expression my my personal expression died and i started to look at music as something more of a piece of a piece of communication to try to communicate something and i want to communicate something positive right i love and that and it's really because i want the song to endure i love that right what a great thing well okay oh, we've got you. that coming up for you new radicals you get what you give
This song, it's on your list. Why do you wish you wrote Keller's Whisper, George Michael's Keller's Whisper? Because I think it's such an amazing, brilliant song. It, it's so, he wrote this when he was 17. That, it, that makes it even more genius for me. And many people say this song is just cheesy and lame. And But this song represents cheese and lame do you understand what i'm saying <laughs> like a crown a cheese and lame crown you yeah you you cannot cheese i wish better i could do that i wish i could have a song yeah i wish i could create something that defines something do you know what i mean <laughs> yes i love that that's brilliant <laughs> all right
You got Lost Stars Down, Adam Levine. What's interesting about yes. this song for you? This is a really beautiful song for me. Uh, this song is really underrated. I think it it it, it never got the attention I thought it it should have. Mm-hmm. I love one particular ly- lyric in this song. I, I, it's a rehash, but uh, you know, he says the youth is wasted on the young. Mm. So because of that lyric, and then because of that lyric, I went to fight. I went to see because. Adam Levine, Maroon Five, they they usually write their own stuff. So, and I found out that this song was written. One of the writers was Greg Alexander. Who's Greg Alexander? So Greg Alexander, he is the guy in New Radicals. <gasps> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that Greg Alexander is a really amazing writer because all his songs, uh, you know, even like someday we'll know and all that. You know, you see how clever the words are, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so he 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 wrote Lost Stars with with his other partner, with his you know with several other writers. But you can see that it's him. For me, it's it's very clear that this is this is Greg Alexander's stuff. And I, and I I think it's a beautiful song. Have, do you know this song? I am struggling to pull it into my brain, but I have to oh. listen to it. Like I, it, for me, sometimes okay. like titles, I I get lost and I can't I can't. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sing it for it, me. It's really it's a beautiful song. Sing me a few lines. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We stick Okay. We'll stick to writing songs, <laughs> okay, shall we, Adi? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this, this 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 song is really good. This song is really good. I mean, if you if, if you want to keep this in the interview, it's fine. Because this is this song, that verse, the first verse, it's only on one chord. I'm geeking out here. Why is so that? Why out. is okay. Tell us for those of us who aren't musical, tell us why that's a thing. Because that's very why to rely on one chord as opposed to using many different chords a chord progression to move the song along do you know what i mean it's almost like you have a scene in a movie and it's just silence you know you're not using you're not relying on dialogue to move the thing forward you're just relying on silence hmm. you okay. know what i mean so that 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 is kind of like the musical equivalent that you're using one chord for the whole verse. So I thought that was really, really clever. I'm just grateful that you can nerd out and at the same time give me an analogy so that the uneducated musical person like me can also get a grasp of why it's such a great song. So let's listen to that. Just a boy caught up in dreams and fantasies Please see me Reaching out for someone I can see Take my hand, let's see what we wake up tomorrow Best laid plans, sometimes it's just a one night stand I'll be Cupid's demanding back his arrow So let's get drunk on our Tuesday God, tell us the reason You're just wasted on the young It's hunting season And the lambs are on the road Searching for meaning But are we all Oh, no, 
This next one's an interesting choice that you wish you had written. Toxic by Britney Spears. Why do you wish you wrote that? It's an amazing song. It's just a really, really good pop song. It's so well crafted. Uh, this was written by the uh, this, the Scandinavian duo Bloodshot Avant. There was a time where all the Swedish writers, like Max Martin and uh, George Lawson, those guys, they were just crafting songs for everyone around the world, you know. And then this was one of the standouts for me that it was just so well crafted, almost manufactured. What does that mean, like for for those of us who aren't in the industry like you? What what does it mean to have a brilliantly crafted song? You may hate this song because it's such a sellout. It's so pop. It's Britney Spears, maybe. But do you not know this song? No, absolutely. Like whether or not you're a fan, you're neutral, or you just like her music, you everyone knows the song. See, the reason why you know this song and why it stuck with you, right? It is because of that. It was designed in a way to. Stick with you, you know, and that is not a very easy thing to do. In fact, it's a, it's a very, very difficult thing to do. Baby, can't you see? I'm calling. A like you should wear a
I haven't heard of this artist. You've got CK Down and Love Nuantiti. Yes. Is that how you say it correctly? Yes, yes. Nuantiti, yeah. This was out like maybe two years ago. So I, I, I was a bit hesitant to put it there because we don't know how it's going to last, right? It could just wear off. But I, I don't really listen to it now. It's on my playlist. I have a Spotify playlist of all the songs that I, I, I love. All the songs you wish you had so written. It is, <laughs> is that your yeah, punishment? Yeah, kind of, list? kind of. Mm. There were, I mean, there were a lot of Airbus songs there, for example. But I, I chose these because I took away something from it. You know what I mean? It was like, they were like defining moments for me. Mm-hmm. So w- what what was interesting about this song, because of the language, I am a, I'm a Chinese guy. I do a, most of my work in Malay, right? I, I also do the English stuff and K-pop stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But the bulk of my work is in Malay. And it was it's always been a, a very tough nut to crack for me. How do I make Malay language music appeal to everyone in Malaysia? Mm-hmm. Because we have seen that happen twice. I, I, we have seen that happen with two artists, I feel. One is Shila Majid and the other is uh, uh, Zainal Bidin. So they managed to, you know, when you go to a concert by Sheila Majid, you will see Malay, Chinese and everybody, right? Zainal Bidin. And it was very clear that they were there for the music. Mm. And they were who they were. were. We have had had that kind of uh, situation before, previously, with people like Ali Katz, Kenny Rami Martin, and then uh, Francisca Peter. But they were doing stuff that were Malay music. People forgot that people did not even care or realize that they were Chinese. Right when you say that, right. hey, you know this is a Chinese guy, really a Chinese guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they they they, they basically had to play the role and then just right. They may not necessarily like that music, right? But Zainal Bidin and Sheila, mm. it was that was what who they were. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. So that that was the difference. So that was the difference. And that, so this guy, right, is so interesting because this song was a is a, is a worldwide hit, and the, he's singing in English, but with this African Nigerian accent. accent. Right. Yep. Right? So I was trying to think, how, how do we do that? How do we get that Malay... You know how when, when the English, Malay-accented English has a sound? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know it's I mean? our, it's yeah. our accent. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, how, how, how do... How, is it possible for that to happen? Have you managed to make it happen? No, I, I, I almost vomited when I tried a few times because it was kind of cringy. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Yeah, so so I'm, I'm still it's, it's still it's still a work in progress because it's a relatively new idea, new thought to see how we can we can do English in a Malay accent in music in a in a piece of music, right? I tell you what, I'm really looking me. forward to that because when you hear international <laughs> artists yeah. singing in English, they and have we, their gorgeous accent. And yeah. it's even more captivating. You fall in love with it, whether it's it's, it's French or Ghanaian or, or whatever yes, the accent. exactly. So right? you know, I'm looking forward to that. you making that happen. I'm going to put the pressure on you now and throw down the gauntlet whilst we listen to this song. Um, get your skates on. I'm expecting that song. Thanks, Audie. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Baby, my Valentine's yeah. Can I you the make my temperature the eyes? If you leave me, I could die. I swear, DJ, you are like the oxygen I need to survive. I'll be honest. Your love ain't totally me. I am so obsessed. 
Okay.